On today's episode, I spoke with Austin, an architectural engineer who's studying at UT in his third year. We talk about my experience in engineering and how that led to me moving into graphic design because I couldn't stand the laws of physics. Austin, in turn, loves it. We discussed why some solo architects or solo engineers in the workforce might be intimidated by Austin, but how we can truly embrace and learn from someone who comes from both stances. People in this position could instead embrace someone who merges these two ideas and in turn could really come up with some incredible solutions to some common problems. He also discusses something quite interesting in that why we never discuss how temptation can be good, how we could give in to positive impulses like working out, reading, dedicating yourself to a craft, and how that could truly be beneficial to our life. I hope you enjoy. Kind regards, Nick. Uh, we are rolling. Okay. Um, my name is Austin Vargas. Oh, yeah. I'm a third year uh, student. I'm an engineering student here cool. at UT. Cool. So I heard you did engineering too. I so. did. I, I studied engineering for like a year and a half and then I switched to graphic design. Wow. Yeah. It nice was. Switch. Well, and, and you know what's interesting is like now that I'm looking back at uh, my engineering experiences or, or just like the interest of like. I did. Did you ever do like uh, first Lego League or any of those robotic competitions growing up? Oh no, I I know a lot of people that did, but I yeah. never got in. Got so I, I do that. I did that when I was younger, and I really loved the creative aspect and the problem solving aspect. And then when it came to like the coding aspects and the um, more like str- like structural integrity of things, you know, like yeah. making sure things like like I remember like I wanted a forklift or like a windmill thing, and it like it, it made out of Legos. It's like the most flimsiest piece of junk ever and so like that was like a precursor in eighth grade be like all right i really like this but like the laws of physics don't necessarily apply to my creativity yeah which maybe i should have been an architect in that yeah. point in that well case. i mean i think graphic design then would be like a, a exactly. great way to go because exactly. you can make whatever you want right outside of the laws of physics <laughs> right yeah, yeah. And, but the, the thing that i keep coming back to is i do love industrial design and i, I also love ux design as well okay. uh, like just i'm very interested in people and how we uh how things interact with them. Um, so, I mean, I always do, I have too many interests personally. Yeah. Um, but industrial design is something that always still interests me. And in. Yeah, I'm, uh, so I'm an architectural engineer, okay. which is a relatively new thing. And uh, a lot of people don't really know what it is. Yeah. They, they even like employers would be like, what exactly are you supposed to do? Sure. Um, but really we're like a bridge between like the like physics of everything with uh-huh. the engineering aspect and then the architecture of the interaction with the actual person. Oof. And I think it's like an amazingly interesting thing. So I, I feel it. like uh, architects and engineers might not like you because you're like, you're bridging that gap when normally they have to work together, right? Well, it depends because um, a lot of times they have struggles with each other because one of them thinks really creatively and yeah. has these big amazing ideas and the other one is very structured and knows the rules and and so they don't always get along. So right. we are the connection between the two. And yeah, so yeah, it can yeah. It helps sometimes, and they could have their jobs feel threatened at other times. But yeah. Well, yeah. and you know what's interesting is like I feel like this idea of, of fearing for your job is obviously it's it's kind of like a not carnal. It's a uh, um, uh, what's pre, not primitive. Pre- yeah, it's a very it's a it's a 
emotion I think that's been around I think for I was just talking about this kind of before where it's like this this idea of back in the day where like well if I'm the tribe leader like I don't want to be usurped my power I don't want to be all like you know like I want to hold my position yeah, and so absolutely. I think that moving on that moves into careers now we have that fear of of our jobs being taken by younger and not necessarily brighter but like by people who are more adaptable at this point right absolutely yeah but but instead of looking at as more as wow i have someone who can speak the language of engineering and also speak the language of architecture and then be able to mediate the uh, conversations between architects and engineers and perhaps do even better work together yeah is yeah. that how you're going to sell yourself to people when people are like ooh i don't know if i want to work <laughs> with you well actually i'm hoping to learn both yeah and then go into like design yeah. and be creative but with the knowledge of someone who understands the laws as well so almost doing both yeah uh, so. that's cool so um how many students are in your class in that program uh i i couldn't tell you a number i do i'm fairly positive we're like the smallest of the engineering okay. um, schools except for maybe aerospace <laughs> um because you know it, it's so select there but yeah yeah it's very it's definitely a smaller group um but before yeah. i go i want yeah. to ask you a thought that i've had um and i've asked a few people and i've been thinking a lot about it and I recently took this emotional exam uh -huh. um, that told me a, a lot of things, but the most significant to me was that I had low impulse control. Mm. So, you know, maybe easily susceptible to temptation. Sure. And I was thinking about it, and really a lot of the impulses that I really think I have are healthy ones uh -huh. where, you know, you're constantly like maybe like, hey, I need to like work out today. I feel jittery. I need to move. You know, I, I can't sit down at my desk all day. Interesting. Um, and it made me like really think about how temptation gets this really poor connotation because it's often associated with things that like are addiction and that, like addicting yeah. things where like you could very easily have impulses that you act on that are really good for your body. I've never thought about that, but it, it does make sense too, because I feel like those impulses, I don't know if, you know, okay, I had an impulse this morning. I'm staying at a, like a beautiful Airbnb. Actually, you would love it. Do you like Frank Lloyd, uh, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yes. very that style. Okay. And I just had this like kind of feeling was like, you know, I'm going to, should I meditate? I don't really feel like meditating. You know what? Like I want to dance. I want to do some modern dancing. Oh yeah. And, um, I I went to uh, do you know Sagebrush brush? I do not. Uh, it's like a kind of not I don't know if it's honky tonk bar, but it's it's a uh, bar somewhere around here, okay. uh, South Austin I think. And I was doing some line dancing there, and I was terrible. I, I it's just that aspect of like rhythm. I think I have decent rhythm, but I can't keep it up forever. Um, but I think that was in my brain, and I was like, wow, I need to be dancing more. So I danced for like 30 minutes, and it was just this kind of like, I was listening to like some new Bonnie Bear music, and nice, it nice. was just very, it was that impulse that you're saying. where, And then like, I'm like, kind of tearing up a little bit and getting pretty emotional. And like, I was looking at my hand for a while and like realizing that love for yourself and like really seeing my hand or my body, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And that's interesting. Do you think that those impulses come more often with routine or do you think that they come so how that, do you create those i guess that's what i think the impulses are good because a lot of times we especially now with how like i don't know the society has grown and become very structured especially yeah. in engineering where you have a very specific route that you're supposed to follow sure and um you have these impulses to do other things because you become so focused on your goals and mm. what you're what you're involved in that your body's like hey there's there's like other things you have to like look up and look outside yeah and that's when i think impulses are really important because you you just can't you 
you can't become too attached to a certain idea of yourself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely, I have to think about that more. That's a really deep I've been struggling thought that I've never yeah. kind of considered before. And I think for me, me personally, uh, I'm 25 now and I'm not necessarily coming to terms, but realizing certain more negative impulses I have or tendencies oh. towards certain forms of addiction and such. Absolutely. And then, and then the question comes up, like, when do you know, how do you know what's it like a good temptation and a, and a bad temptation? Yeah. Um, and that obviously that all depends on what you consider to be right and, and that I'm also being more thoughtful I forget what philosopher it was it was some like 15th century or 16th century philosopher I think it began with an L his name and he was he was really pondering the idea of like what's good for me the long term versus what's good for me in the short term uh, like for like a night like is it better that I stay up till 1 a.m. like having a really great experience with some new people I don't know or is it better to go to bed at 10 so I'm not stealing from times tomorrow times day tomorrow and in the long run getting myself into a better sleeping cycle yeah. that you know so yeah. it, it's stuff it's like that type of and then addiction with like uh, technology and stuff like yeah, that absolutely um, and then we'll and then you start thinking about like the downsides of low impulse control and it's, yeah. it's that thing where you have trouble really committing to long-term goals. Like mm. it's hard for you to really like put your time into something. Sure. And that could be that could be a bad thing. But at the same time, like like what if that one thing that you're supposed to be putting your time in isn't meant for you? You know? And yeah. You're like hey, I I should be doing something else, and that's what your impulses. Well, have you heard of Little Bets? No, I, I forget. It was I, I read it a while ago, but it, it was it's this idea that essentially you just make little um, goals for yourself that let's say lead to a bigger goal. But it's it's just kind of incremental steps that you're like, this is a pretty attainable small goal that I'm going to set for myself. And you can set multiple ones and you just continue click uh, kind of um, checking those off and doing those. And Are then by related? the time what, do they have to be related in any way? No, I mean, they don't have to be related necessarily. They can be. That's the good thing about I mean, you're in school still. You can take I mean, I don't know how busy your schedule is, but like if you're able to fit in other classes that aren't necessarily in your uh, your normal curriculum. Mm -hmm then that allows you to really expand your um, awareness of other things, especially you're, it sounds like you're a decently creative person as well. And so, I mean, take uh, not necessarily a music class, but take like some sort of other artistic style class and yeah. that might influence you in other ways. Or you might learn about some like pianist who used to play in this beautiful architectural masterpiece of a building, right? Yeah. It's just kind of like, I mean, that's, we're canning off into it away from the little bets, but like, it's just, I mean, exploring, yeah. it's playing. Absolutely. And I, I mean, yeah, I just think that that's so important, especially for people that I know to like, yeah. like allow those little things mm -hmm. that you might be interested in to like flourish into Absolutely. something that you really enjoy. Do you, have you heard of Cal Newport? I have not. <laughs> I got I name drop him every, almost every episode. It's really? bad. I got to have <laughs> okay. new topics to talk about. Um, he, he wrote a book called So Good They Can't Ignore You. Okay. Um, there's also some good college books he wrote. I didn't find them when I was in college, but if I did, I probably would have enjoyed them. Okay. But uh, Deep Work is another one by him, and it's just pretty much working deeply, like without distraction type of stuff, and you're able to get more work done versus kind of working shallowly, shallowly, oh, which compares can, them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and so that one's really interesting because it's like just the idea of deep work is hard to replicate, and it's like a skill that you're building and building versus shallow tasks are more easier to replicate like a shallow task is to be on Facebook and that's a very easy thing that's very repl replicable absolutely um, but uh, so good they can't ignore you is more about finding a 
um, craftsmanship type of career versus a passion based career. Because, and I think, I don't know, I don't think you're in this category, but there's a lot of people, especially young people, and to a degree older people who, who, think that I have to go into this thing I love. If I'm a dancer, I need to become a dancer because that's what I love and that's all I know. It's not all you know. You know so many other things. Right. And just because you, if, if that's the thing, then put the craftsmanship, put the work into it versus this passion thing that you feel like, well, I'm called to it. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, well, and I think a lot of ways, at least the way I, I look at it, um, your passions may not even involve work. They yeah. may not be something that you can, you know, get paid for. Or right. It just... So in that case, you just have to look at a different way where your fulfillment doesn't always come from your job. It'll come from something else. Yeah. I talked to a neuroscientist, uh, a neuroscientist student the other day, and she was thinking like, well, like, I also like think I should do like children books, you know, do both. Yeah. If you do things like being a neuroscientist, that puts you in a position to have a pretty, it was an expendable income. Is that the phrase, right? Yeah. Where you, <laughs> you can self publish like on and put it on Amazon or whatever, you know, like it doesn't have to be super successful to be to fulfill your passion right absolutely yeah 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 um what was the author again? uh cal newport yeah very interesting guy he uh, he uh just wrote another book called i think like digital Min minimalism maybe or something that came out in 2019 so i'm probably gonna try to read that next okay thank you yeah, yeah. i'll leave you there but awesome uh, thank you for that yeah thank you for joining me that's all for now this has been Free Interviews with Nick Corey. If you want to get in contact, follow me on Instagram at Free Interviews. Talk soon.